Dumont. And it's your host, Dumont. And welcome to the Curiosity Project. Yes, welcome to another episode. Take number 155. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had a few technical difficulties yeah. there. And we're, um, we're uh, back now. We're back on it. Yeah. We're back on it. How are you doing? Yeah, good. How's your week been or your weeks? Uh, yeah, well, weeks actually. Because <laughs> yeah, we weeks. didn't uh, upload last yeah, week, did we? Yeah, it's been a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh. You know what? Uh, been been good actually. Uh-huh. Um, it was quite stressful last week, okay. uh, from what you remember. If you yes, yeah. yes, yeah, I remember you were quite stressed out. Um, but yeah. that's kind of been uh, mellowed out mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit, yeah. and uh, yeah, just kind of like getting back into routine. Yeah. Um, this week I saw some Netflix. Oh, I saw a Netflix show called uh, uh, Bad Boy Billionaires in India. Okay. Uh, it was a Netflix documentary, okay. three-part documentary. All right. And oh, I saw the God. first episode. You know yeah. the brand Kingfisher? Yeah, yeah. King the Fisher. beer. Yeah, the beer and guys. And the airline. Yeah. Yeah, the, the chap who owns that, um, he's being tried right now, isn't it, in London. Okay. Uh, he's uh, he's fled India okay. because he's being chased for debt in India or something like that. All right, okay. Um, and he's hidden money and done the apparent, you know, allegedly... Yeah. He's being charged with this. Okay. Um, and it was just interesting to kind of see his story, and that was pretty cool. I'd recommend you to check it out, Okay. Actually. Is it just a, a couple of parts? or Three parts. Oh, three parts. One is on Kingfisher. Another one is on a diamond baron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the third one is, I, I, I don't know what that one is, actually. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't checked that one out yet. Yeah. But, um, but yes, yeah, so I did that, and... Uh, I read a book called um, Grid, and you know what? For the life of me, I can't remember the uh, the author. Okay. Um, give me give me a second. All right, just check it out. Um, uh, yeah, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. Okay. It's Gretchen Beck. Okay. Yeah. Gretchen Beck. Um, really good book, actually. Uh-huh. A really unique subject. So it's it's about the um, electric grid system, the national grid system in America. Okay. Yeah. And it's basically about like how it was made, what the flaws are in the system and how we can uh, use alternative en- energy sources to kind of, you know, take off a lot of the stress off the grid. OK, yeah. So it was really fascinating, really, really great book. I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and one one uh, piece of information that I didn't mm. know before I read the book was mm. America has the in the developed world has the largest amount of minutes spent without electricity in the developed world. In, in terms of what? Power, power cuts? Yeah, in terms of uh, blackouts. Cut blackouts. Pa- yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. Uh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, um, that is So strange. I think America has like per year about 162 minutes of, of no electricity, uh, as opposed to Japan, which has 12 minutes a year. Okay. And Germany, which has about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And then how, how, did they mention the UK? No, probably the book have... didn't actually mention oh, okay. the UK. Mm. But I'm, I'm assuming that the UK would be around what Germany yeah, is, Yeah, similar right? to... Because I, I remember when I was younger, there was a couple of blackouts when I was in primary school. Okay. And then since then... There's been there's a few a, since then, a few big may, ones. Yeah, I can't but remember. But maybe in my lifetime, there's been about one or two. One or two. Yeah, yeah. same. In my lifetime, probably less than a handful. Yeah. Three or I, four. Yeah, I'd agree. And and the most they've ever happened was uh, one evening, a couple of hours. I remember once Max. actually, I was revising for school. I was either GCSEs or mocks. I can't remember. And a blackout happened. You're kidding me. We had to get the candles out. My yeah. God. No, I, I remember actually a similar situation when I was in primary school. Yeah. And uh, we had to get the candles out for the evening. Yeah. Um, no electricity. 
it's weird. It's just like Back to the Dark Ages, isn't it? Yeah. But um, but um, but yeah, it really it really kind of puts into perspective the book um, mm-hmm. how important electricity uh, yeah, is you take in it for today's granted. world. Yeah, um, kind of everything runs off of it. Mm. Um, it also explores the idea of like nuclear energy as well. Okay, I definitely think the future is nuclear. Mm-hmm. Um, people, when you mention nuclear, they think of Chernobyl. Yeah, nuclear bombs, <laughs> uh, which is really unfortunate, actually. Uh, the meltdown that happened mm. in Reactor Four in Chernobyl yeah. in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, really unfortunate because that was a, a fault uh, with the with the Soviets at the mm. time. They they kind of skimped out on the reactor. Yeah. Um. So that's not really a good definition of what a nuclear plant is, right? No. So uh, yeah, that was a good book, and um, I read another great book. Um, I know I normally mention one book, but I'll, I'll yeah, go for what two. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, it what was, was called one? Growth, uh, Growth by Vaclav Schmil. Okay. Or Smeal, I don't know how, how to pronounce his second name. Yeah. Um, amazing book. I'm uh-huh. not actually going to divulge too much about it because uh, I really do. Uh, out of the two books, I would definitely recommend people to check this one out. Okay, the second one. Yeah. Um, mm. It kind of just shows how we've grown as a society. Yeah. And how certain things haven't grown. Mm-hmm. For example, like this is something that's quite interesting, but like planes have been traveling at the same speed. Since the 1950s, probably, or well, 1960s. Yeah, since the 60s. 60s, yeah. We haven't actually gone faster than that, apart from Concorde. The funny thing is, you just, the 747, the last 747 British Airways, just, they done the last flight, I think it was yesterday, or right. the day before the last two 747s, and they've had 747s in their fleet for the last 50 years. Yeah, amazing, right? And they've just retired that plane now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, but but the thing is, is that, it, um, this book really helps you understand that growth isn't a all-encompassing term. Yeah. So, for example, if there hasn't been growth in the speed of airplanes, there has been extreme growth uh, in efficiencies of airplanes. Yeah. So airplanes are far more efficient now. Mm-hmm. So they can travel the same speed, but with less drag. Less drag, um, yeah. You know, with uh, a, a better, a better a coefficient. Mm-hmm. You know, all these kind of things, right? Yeah. So that was a really good book as well. I, okay. I really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think I think that's uh, what I've got. What did you get up to? Okay. <laughs> uh, d- before the the rainy season, before it's oh been rain, uh, the, the, I it's think been it was, monsooning. Yeah, the week before it was quite warm actually, and we did uh, with the kids a couple of cycle rides around uh, about two. Uh, what was it about two hours on each day? So an oh, hour uh, to like around. Um, what the year? What's the area called? Around um, around the, Olymp- the local area. No, no, around the Olympic, around the Olympic Park. Oh, fantastic! So around there, and the, it was so warm. We even managed to have ice cream when we got there. So the kids, no way. And there was an ice cream van there, so we had ice cream and then cycled back. So we did that a couple of times after school and also on the weekend. And then the other two things I found: one was a, a series um, called the Game. Uh, so it's a sorry, a documentary called. I, I just mentioned that one, uh, the, um, the Game Changer. Oh, Game uh, Changers. Game Changer, yeah. Yeah, it's a great one, isn't it, on Netflix, about Netflix, vegan diets. Yes. Yeah, and then the it, MMA fighter. Yeah, and then they show lots of athletes. There was the uh, ultramarathon runner, there was a, a mountain climber, there was Arnold. one, Arnie's in there, and also one of the strongest men in, in the world uh, currently. Patrick, um, Patrick uh, Mahomian, I think his Mahomian, name is. Mahomian, yeah, with the massive with the chops. Si- sideburns. Yeah. And he switched to a vegan diet as well or a plant-based diet so they're all switching to plant-based diets plant-based diets and 
basically after watching that show for 10 days i didn't eat meat yeah me too <laughs> me too it impacted me so much but didn't and you feel good no no i did feel good I because felt great. the science behind it if that was played to people if if you're a pure meat eater and you would never consider switching to a plant based diet just watch that documentary the guy articulates the uh, explains all the science the benefits and you will just be you be we've been brainwashed since like the mentality of like cavemen and the thing, saying that we need meat we don't we don't need meat to survive it's just it's just and all the marketing campaign like the you know like the gourmet burgers the the fast food joints they yep. market meat as, as a manly thing and manly right? thing and then also for athletes there's all this this big hoo-ha that you need protein you don't that you can get the pro the, all the animals are eating vegetables of course and you're eating the animals that have eaten the eating, eating the vegetables yeah. and the plants yeah yeah, yeah. so the, there's enough protein out there if you look for the right sources you don't need protein shakes and all this and those guys were showing it they had switched and they felt leaner they felt stronger they had more stamina yep enough and, and i thought let me just try i i, I wasn't doing any training but uh, I did feel much better actually for I did Did ten... you feel quite sick in the beginning though? Because the, the, I felt very sick for I, the first I, I few I didn't, days. I didn't feel sick at all actually. My digestive system was was going whack. I I did have some migraines, like headaches. Oh, did you have the headaches? Headaches, okay. but then after a couple of days they disappeared and then I felt I never uh, I felt lighter inside. Me too. And then what I've done now is I've introduced meat back but just not in large quantities yeah. so i tend to do like a couple of days i'm having like vegetables or plants or lentils and then every now and again i've only had meat today uh, this week yeah. and maybe i had uh, meat on on monday and then that's it so i'm tr i'm making a big step in towards definitely just bringing it down in terms of the quantity. it's a big so, so here's the, um... the science in that it just explained how the what the benefits are of not having meat in your diet at all you know what actually i was going to go in in a response with that but what i do want to do mm. i think after we do this episode okay, i'd like one. to actually do a, a pod all about game changers because i'm really happy you've seen it okay and and stuff because i've actually done quite a lot of research into it okay so i did a vegan diet for a month okay you've done it for longer yeah, yeah. i initially started it to do it for a week yeah it impacted me so good mm. that I then carried it on and I actually felt sick at the thought of meat. Okay. For a while. Yeah. Or actually eggs as well and stuff like oh, that. Oh, so I you cut you, you cut eggs, milk, everything. Everything. Okay. Everything. I mean the thing is I'm lactose anyway, right? Oh yes. Yeah. So I have almond milk anyway. Yeah. Um or oh, barely any really. When I'm having a protein mm. shake, I'll have that. And my no, protein shake is vegan anyway. Yeah, but I wanna do uh, again, but do uh, actual training while I'm on that diet to see because all of the guys were athletes and they were yeah, all so saying they experienced is... dramatic change in terms of their... Yeah. You, here's here's the thing. Yeah. No. Well, you know what? I wasn't <laughs> sceptical. Mm. But after my research, there's uh, some significant, significant issues with the whole thing. Okay. There are some significant issues. Right. Um, If I was to say personally, the only reason why I would become a vegan... Mm -hmm. The only bit that actually makes sense yeah. is because of your biosphere. Yeah. So, you know, people don't even realize, but that the food industry is the most, I think it's the second or the first most polluting industry in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mainly because of the farming. 
yeah, the way uh, you know, cattle done. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the methane that is produced through mm-hmm. all that and everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're going to do a whole episode. Okay, on that. then we're, we'll record it after this. Okay, then game all changers. Right, that's it. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. actually really cool. Um, but uh, you you actually had an episode for us today uh, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, we could talk about because um, there's a couple of. Uh, I went on this. Um, basically, it was a free uh, conference about stress and stress management. And I just want there's some ideas that came up in that. Basically, a lot of people are finding it quite hard that the the longer the working from home is going on. And now it's almost hit. There's a there's a saying that's about um, which has come about as people are saying there's six month wall, apparently. So if you've been working from home, you're going to hit this six month wall barrier. So basically fatigue of being isolated, working from home. And now it looks like we've possibly got another, maybe another six months or another year of working from home. So how, what mechanisms can people put up or what mechanisms can people use to manage and reduce stress, uh, which could lead to anxiety for certain people? Okay. Or how do you manage stress in your uh, daily life? Uh, because compare it to before lockdown, people were used to going commuting to work and going to an office environment. And now you're living more isolated in a cellular environment you're having uh, contact just uh, via video conferencing so you're having less human interaction so there's a an, a pressure which is building up on certain people will there will be return to how life was before uh, covid and then that kind of stress how would you manage that in your life okay I mean, first things first, I think, like my, my initial reaction on what you just said with regard, mm. particularly with regards to the six month wall thing. Yeah. Is. Um, OK, how am I going to put this? So there's one thing of diagnosis, mm-hmm. like diagnosis is a really good thing. Yeah. If you're feeling constantly sad and really down and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's a good idea to be to go to a doctor and to be diagnosed with like depression. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so at least you can get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. But then there's another problem of labeling. Yeah. And I've definitely been a big believer in this is unfortunately the um, psychiatry and pharmaceutical industry has gotten to a point now where they diagnose um, uh, for the sake of diagnosing. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, and this is leading to my to my point, yeah. for example, yeah. in America. Yeah. Uh, and they do this in the UK as well. When a child has temper tantrums, yeah. they diagnose them with bipolar disorder. Yeah. And then they put them on, uh, you know, Ritalin and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like really, really s- yeah, s- strong, uh, strong stuff. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. knocks them out. Yeah. Um, that's not good. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that mm-hmm. because what you're doing is you're taking a character trait. Yeah. And um, you're using that to create a, a medical diagnosis. Yeah. I really disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I definitely think that the word depression mm-hmm. and depressed is overused. Right? Yes, yeah, so a broad term. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, uh, I was having this conversation the other day with a friend where we were talking about how children, um, uh, so, so I, I uh, yeah, children uh, are being taught about mental health in their school. Okay. And then and then they start talking about how they're depressed and how they're anxious oh, how they're and feeling. stuff like that, okay. right? Mm-hmm. When, a, when a child 
you know, perhaps doesn't really understand what those words mean. Okay. But yeah. yet they're being indoctrinated at such a young age to kind of understand, to, to, to believe in these words. To sort of box their feelings up into that yeah, kind to of... To compartmentalise and yeah. to label their feelings. Yeah. So, for example, mm -hmm. if they're feeling a bit down, they're depressed. Okay. You know, yeah. um, if they're feeling a bit frightened, they're anxious. Yeah. Like, that's not really the right definition or diagnosis for those terms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you tell somebody that after six months you're going to start feeling stressed and anxious yeah. about not returning to the new norm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the old norm. The rather. old the old norm. Um, yeah. I definitely think that's a problem right there. It's mm. kind of the 20 minute rule when you're eating. Yeah. So when people are told that they get full after 20 minutes, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they start getting full after 20 minutes. Yeah, because it's in your subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. And your brain is kind of remembering and recalling that information. Mm. Now, what's happening is it's kind of like that that old question, isn't it? Would you like to know when you die? Yeah. Because you start counting down. Yeah. Would you like to know the date yeah. that you're going to die? And I'm sure most people wouldn't. Yeah. Because the, the level of anxiety that you would experience would, as you get to your last days. Yeah, it would be exceptional. It would yeah. be unmanageable. And that's the yeah. thing. If you're told that you're going to have a mental breakdown yeah. or, ex or, or experience like high levels of stress and anxiety mm. at a six month point, I think that that is a ridiculous thing. I yeah. think what instead what people should be said, uh, should what what they should be um, outlining is that the reason why we're calling this the new norm is because this is what is normal for now. Yeah, this is the current status yeah. of how this it's going to be. This is the indefinite norm. It's the indefinite until yeah. we go back to, until we go back, but even when we do go back, say like they find a, a vaccine or it totally dis uh, coronavirus yes. totally disappears. There are some people that are going to be revert back to exactly how life was before. Of course, but then there are other people that won't. They, it'd, it'd be impossible for them to because they've developed coping mechanisms and got used to a new way of working. They will not switch back. Yeah, and like you know what, I genuinely believe this that like whatever happens in the future and we're both me and you right we're both hoping that this is managed as quickly as possible mm. um we want people to stop dying we want the the, the virus to be starved and to, yeah. to, to find a cure for this right mm -hmm. we don't want people to be vulnerable anymore yeah um however whatever happens like the world will will be a new place it will be different mm -hmm. it will be different to it is now but it won't be the same as it was before yeah and it never will be yeah. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's the situation, right? So, if in, in, instead of thinking about the situation as a temporary stop, it's difficult to come to terms with something that's temporary because what you're doing is instead of looking at and accepting your current situation, mm. you're instead focusing on this light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, which may not exist. And then you're always. Uh, stressed out about being in the tunnel yeah because you you want to you want to get out at the you want to get yeah. outside so the the total time period within that tunnel zone is classed as stress exactly exactly so what you're doing in fact is you're you're prolonging the uh the, the time of which you stay within that mm. stressed environment yeah. um instead of releasing yourself of those burdens yeah. and accepting that we're in this situation now yeah we now need to adapt yeah and that's why I believe that when people kind of say that I can't deal with this situation, mm. I feel isolated, I feel secluded. Mm. You know what? The, the world has really changed. Mm -hmm. It really has changed. Yeah. Um, 
and people are adapting. People are changing. You know,、mm-hmm. people are not calling as much, and they're video calling.、Um, businesses are now starting to conduct their meetings virtually. Yeah,、um, like these are great, great, great things.、Mm-hmm. And as long as we stay open-minded, we're always going to get stressed. Yeah, yeah, like like I said last week. Yeah. I had one of the most stressful weeks I've had. Yeah, for a you while. was very stressed out. So yeah, that that's one. So how you know when you was very stressed out? What did you do to manage that stress? Okay. Yeah. So, so what are the steps you took? So personally, okay. So you know what? We're actually going to go. Well, I'm going to go all the way back to one of our first episodes、oh, the, that we did, the,、um, which was the mental strength. Yeah,、one. mental strength one. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, do you remember what we decided together? That that we decided that mental strength is actually. Your threshold is a natural thing, yeah, and that some people are just kind of born mentally stronger than others, yeah, and that's your that's your nature,、mm-hmm. and then through nurture that can either get stronger, stronger or, or it can get or, a bit weaker or weaker, yeah. But your natural inclination, if you're born with a high threshold, is、yeah. that you will be mentally stronger, yeah. However,、mm-hmm. a weaker person can build it up, but there will be a limit to which they can build and how much they、to. can take. Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go back to that.、Okay. I manage stress very well naturally. Yeah. yeah.、Um, so you know, you know that the like the, that day you I remember having a conversation. You was really stressed out,、yeah. and then after the the meeting and the conference, how did you diffuse all of that? So or、uh, release in, it the next day. So he, here's the thing, right? Is、um, it's really dependent on the situation.、Mm-hmm. So for myself, the first thing that I concentrate on is get the job done. Whatever is stressing、mm, me out, it needs to be resolved、yeah. and it needs to be solved. Yeah.、Uh, you have two types of people.、Mm-hmm. You've got the what I like to call the ostrich. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bury your head in yeah, the sand. Put your head in the sand. Yep.、Uh, and then you've got you know the kind of the person who attacks the problem. Yeah. Uh, myself, I'm more of a pro- I'm more of a proactive individual. I like to kind of just you know go forward and solve the situation, yeah. But without knee jerk reactions.、Mm-hmm. I've definitely noticed when I try and solve a problem, and I'm not ready to solve it,、mm-hmm. so I haven't thought about it、yeah. first. You had gone too fast, too quickly. Yeah. yeah. What I notice is I most of the time I end up kind of you know stirring the pot too quickly and end up. Spilling half the soup on the floor and on my shoes, and now <laughs>、yeah. not only do I ha- not only have I ruined the soup, yeah, but I've also I've also need to clean my shoes and clean the floor as well. Exactly, and then you haven't got enough soup left. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> got enough soup left, and then we all end up dying of、yeah. starvation. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is that you have to think first. So you know, a good brainstorm、mm. is really really vital.、Uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah, plan so, before you yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like and staying as calm as possible. Again, I have to say, there are certain things that you can do to do that. Yeah. One of them is you know drinking chamomile tea is really good. Yeah. Thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, CBD is fantastic. Yeah.、Uh, that's something that、yeah. I actually did. There was a person on the call. They mentioned that they before they start their work, they um you know there's incense candles.、Mm. They they have a a routine. Before they start work and a routine, they finish work. So they always before they log on to their laptops, they light an incense candle. A candle or a stick? A stick, sorry. Okay. Yeah, stick. So they would do that before work, just like five ten minutes before, then start their work emails and stuff, and then they would light another one at the end of the day when they're about to log off. 
Interesting. So that uh, okay, that's, that's quite interesting. Good. Now <clears throat> that could definitely work for some people, but yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what my for position people, is on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a recent um, uh, thing I've worked out. Okay. Candles are really bad for your air pollution in the house. Okay. Really bad, and incense sticks are even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually don't realize how bad they are. Yeah. Uh, for example, a lot of Danes um, in 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 Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who follow the Hugo uh, yeah, way of living. The Hugo way. You know, and we follow Hugo as yeah. well. Uh, but part of Hugo is is lighting candles. Mm-hmm. It makes things cozy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they end up dying uh, okay. because, you know, they've like got these deposits Cheap. in their lungs. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and they don't smoke cigarettes, but yeah. it's because of all the candle smoke. Yeah. It's uh-huh. the soot. Yeah. So I would definitely be careful about lighting candles too much in your house. Mm-hmm. That's just a bit of a rule of thumb yeah. that I've kind of decided. I love candles, though. No, no. What about the herbal oils? You know, the uh, those air diffusers are fine. Yeah, the air diffusers. Yeah, they're things. cool. Yeah. You put them in the little machine yeah. and then and it sprays a mist. Sprays the mist. That's fine. Yeah. But the the soot yeah, coming off ones. the candle no. and the, the, the heavy, dense smoke coming off yeah, of an yeah. incense stick mm-hmm. is quite damaging in an in, inside environment. Okay. Um, and actually, if you put a candle in a corner, you'll kind of notice that that corner goes a bit yeah, darker. Yeah, it goes a bit darker. You know? I remember those days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is people don't light one candle. Yeah. They light three, maybe four candles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it gets pretty um, intense. Mm-hmm. And you get this high concentration unless you've got really great ventilation in your house. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm sure most people don't. No. Um, so, yeah, like for, for me personally, right... I would definitely say, number one, the easiest way for me to manage stress mm-hmm. is to diagnose what is causing me the stress mm-hmm. and to solve that situation. Solve that situation. If I cannot solve it, mm-hmm. I make a decision that it will no longer stress me out. Yeah, just because, write it yeah, off. Don't I let write it, it off. Don't let it affect you emotionally or, exactly. or mentally. Yeah, Exactly. Don't and that's actually a, um, a medical technique. So mm-hmm. doctors use that. Uh, when they're dealing with patients or when they're dealing with really severe cases so they don't want to get emotionally attached. That's right. So have you heard attached. of the, uh, I think it's called um, uh, red, green and black. Have you heard of that system? The red, green, black system? Uh, refresh my memory. I might have. Red, or green, I think or... it's red, amber, green, black. I yeah, I've, I've seen red, amber, green, black. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was a TED talk I was listening to mm-hmm. and the lady was a, um, uh, was a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an emergency room. Okay, yeah. So things are intense, right? Yeah, very intense. And she said that the best way to manage stress is to kind of decide, sort things out into the red, green, amber and black okay. uh, thing. There's certain things in your life mm-hmm. which can be dealt with. They're Fit, good. Yeah. You know, and that's the green. That's the go, right? Yeah, go for it. The amber, those are ones that maybe you need uh, maybe a few hours to think about, maybe a couple of days to, to sort out, and it yeah. can't be dealt with right now, but it, it will be able to be sorted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the amber situation. Yeah. So you can then kind of put that in the middle of the pile. Yeah. So it's not immediately stressing immediately, you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're just reducing your current plate, right? Mm-hmm. And then the red, uh, those are the situations that are maybe, you know, urgent, mm-hmm. but you can't really deal with it because you've got no resources to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, too uh, stressful. Y- yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, well, not even too stressful. It's just like, like, for example, uh, if your child mm-hmm. uh, wants to go to a skiing trip with the school or wants to go for like an offshore holiday yeah. uh, with you, the school and you can't afford that. Yeah, you haven't got the capacity. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's a red. 
right? Okay, yeah. And the black are just situations that are finished. So, for example, like mm-hmm. a patient who's chronic. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, end of life, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. let's leave that one. And so, so the black ones, they don't put the don't consider them let them baggage. impact yeah as yeah. baggage to impact you personally yes. so you ditch so, the baggage so you ditch the baggage yeah. basically you you yeah. shed yourself of the worry that's quite and a good the... concept yeah. yeah yeah um so i kind of do that in a bit of a looser way okay um as i think everyone should mm-hmm. i don't think you should take it as you know uh, face value yeah i think you should um manipulate it and change it to suit your own lifestyle. Yeah, apply it to the situation if if it, if it works for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's very important. So that's what I do, right? Mm. Is is the the most thing is is target and mm-hmm. uh, diagnose, target and resolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, if something fits into that yeah. framework of mine, then I deal with it. Yeah. And then afterwards, I increase my playtime. You could almost think of it as playtime, right? Your uh, downtime. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I wind down? Yeah, your wind down time. Great question. So mm-hmm. it, again, it really depends. So sometimes I go out for a walk. Yep. More recently, because of lockdown, yep. my downtime will almost always be outside. Yeah. A lot of people have mentioned that as well. They're yep. going for walks. And the other thing was and, uh, on that meeting, another person mentioned listening to podcasts while going for walks. That's amazing, right? Apparently it helps to de-stress. Yeah. I mean, like surely we're key workers, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're key workers someone said like that. we need to go to the yeah. front of the queues now one of our sponsors said that didn't they? yeah he did actually <laughs> we won't mention he the shall names. be unnamed yeah but uh but yeah uh, like we're saving lives yeah you know at the end of the day no for well-being mental yeah, health yeah 100 yeah. um what i actually ended up doing if mm. you remember i think i called you uh that day yeah is i w- i went for a run i worked out oh yeah you went to the gym afterwards yeah, yeah to re- totally detox yeah and i did probably one of the biggest workouts i've done in months so Uh i ended up doing a 10k wow do you remember i I think yeah yeah, yeah, you phoned me okay so that was that evening it was that one so that was the following day remember Ah, okay yeah yeah that was the following day uh i called you up in the evening i think yeah or the late afternoon yeah and i told you that yeah i just did a 10k today whoa um and it was my first ever proper 10k after a while Mm. um but yeah so that was I, I felt as though that I just had all this pent up yeah, stress, yeah, yeah. all this pent up anxiety. And the only ro- way for me to really release all of it was, you know, to just exhaust myself. Yeah. yeah. Physically exhaust myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that and that works for me. Uh, some people, they like to go the other way. They like to sit in a bath. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. totally relax or have a massage or yeah. just have just sit at home. Re- yeah. Listen to some music, maybe. But the problem yeah. with me, right, is I've got an overactive mind. Yeah. So if you I need to, yeah, if I do that, mm-hmm. I'll just be sitting there thinking like a maniac. No, I'm like you because like when I've had uh, in the past, when I've had like like a deadline for a project or a report or you're working on a, on a dissertation or an assignment and when you've handed it in the next day or that night i would i want to burn off the energy similar to yeah. yourself yeah, yeah so i would either go for a long run or go uh, play squash or badminton or do, do some a very um uh, a sport or an activity where i'm using a lot of energy uh, or i used to with the kids take them to the park 
play football or, or go jogging with them. So just the next day, I have to do that because the weight has been... Because you've had that pressure for the whole week or the whole month to deliver on that deadline yeah. with that assignment or that report. And once you've done it, the next day you feel like you need to release all that uh, uh, physical and mental energy uh, through the through all of your um, basically releasing it in an activity. Yeah, like uh, you know, actually, what I, what I used to do. Oh, sorry about mm. that. Uh, what I used to do at university. Yeah. Uh, and I continued doing uh, for a while. Was I used to play piano. Oh, um, okay. When I was severely, severely stressed, or I was having an emotional period. To, um, to help you relax very much yeah, so but okay. what it was doing is uh -huh. it was allowing that part of my that's you know analytical part of my brain to, to relax down. Yeah. yeah and the creative side of my brain mm -hmm. to kind of light up yeah um and the the art of composing pieces because i write pieces yeah, yeah is very exhausting like it's emotionally draining mm -hmm. Uh, and it was a great way for me to pour out any emotions that I have mm -hmm. in a very controlled way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely like there's really great ways of doing this, whether it's sport or something like that. Or De Definitely like what you, I like that thing where you said using your left brain more. Yes. Especially if you've had a really stressful uh, a week where you're using a lot of uh, you're analyzing data or yeah. numbers doing something creative especially like painting or drawing i find that helps or recording a, a podcast or recording a podcast anything creative totally releases it relaxes the other the the the, the brain that you was using for the whole week the the section in all honesty i don't know if you remember but i was quite uh, annoyed that we weren't able to to record the podcast last week Oh, okay. Um, yeah, after the yeah. that stressful period. Yeah. yeah, I was very, very annoyed uh -huh. uh, because I rely on us recording this podcast yeah, yeah. to kind of unwind from a lot of the stresses yeah. that I experience throughout the work. So this is actually another way, another yeah, thing another, that I use yeah. to unwind from a lot of the, a lot si of the nonsense. Yeah, similar to that. The no when I was going into work, I, uh, now, now because you know, going into work, commuting to work yeah. and... That would stress me out. So I used to look forward to coming back, say on a on a Friday or sometimes sure. in the weekdays. Sure. You know, like mon Monday mornings, you get the Monday morning blues. Yeah. So going to the office. So sometimes we used to record on a Monday night. That's right. And I used to look forward it forward to it as a as this creative bit of um, yeah. exercise that I was going to do on Monday night. Exactly. So that used to make my Mondays much better than they used to be before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just makes you into a happier, nicer person. So, and again, it goes back to one of our other episodes, which was the side hustle. Do you remember? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about like how it's important for people to have a side hustle or a hobby or, or something hobby, like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. uh, that you can divert your attention to. So, for example, like I continued doing work mm. even while I was resting from the stress that I was experiencing at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh but the work I was doing was, was podcast work. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. researching episodes. Yeah, because it was, was totally different. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. talking to our collaborators and our partners and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, that's what I was doing. Yeah. And it was just a way for me to kind of distance myself from From that. the other, the other but one. I was still keeping myself busy. Yeah. You see, that's the thing is that you have two types of people. Mm. You've got the one type of person who their form of relaxation is doing nothing. Yeah, total switch off. Yes. Yeah. From everything. That's good yeah. in the form of meditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meditation is great. I've yeah. been doing it for a while. Yeah.
But when you are just completely mentally smashed, is yeah. the only way that I can say it. <laughs> if total fatigue from yeah, yeah exhaustion, basically. Like sometimes for me personally, you... I'm not a monk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <Like laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna find it hard to go to oh, levitate to that level to get difficult. that zen zone. Listen, I yeah. wish I was someone like Tim Ferriss or something like that. Yeah, uh, the po- the other podcaster. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I wish I was someone like him mm-hmm. who could just sit there and meditate for like two or three hours. Yeah, and he's been trained by like the best people in in the Buddhist temples and stuff. Okay, like this guy is a maniac. Okay. Um, I wish I could do that, but I sit there and I close my eyes and I'm like, what am I doing? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing right now? Yeah. You know, so I just, I just laced up my shoes and I went for a run. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like typically that's what I would do. I mm. would, I would endeavor to find a creative outlet. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best way. If you're experiencing like super high levels of anxiety, which I don't think you experience. No, no. And I don't experience that yeah, either. No. Like if you experience super, super high levels of anxiety, like see a doctor. Yeah, but if it's got to that level, you need um, basically intervention. Probably, you probably need like therapy or medication. Yeah, therapy or, or medical like or counselling or uh, yeah, you need a, you need yeah. to, uh, a. Uh, a professional to get involved. You need a clinical psychologist yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, if it's got um, to that level. Yeah, but for but then but you can take the, all the steps, all all the stuff we've just spoken about. You can take these steps in order to avoid getting to that stage. These are preventative. Yeah, these are all preventative steps in managing stress or um, basically identifying and knowing when you're getting stressed and then taking these steps to prevent it to escalate to that level where you need um, that's a really good point professional actually. help that's a really good point I, need, do, I do like that because you need if people find it hard I think that's the hardest lesson to learn when you're when I was younger is knowing the signs the telltale signs what were the signs for you no you don't no, for me, like I used to, today, today, not back then. Today, today what, 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 what do you recognize? No, I can, I can that tell that you're being overloaded or burnt or, out or stressed. Like when, I, when, when I don't have time for my kids, or when, when they've come to me and I maybe raise, raise my voice at them, or I get angry quick, more quicker than normal. So then I know that I'm probably stressed with my work. That's actually a, a super good point um, uh, that I haven't um, uh, thought of um, uh, before is is the identification of the fact that you're reaching your limit. Yeah, you won't know because you're driving your car in your car. You of won't course. look you won't look at your dashboard, You but you need to develop certain signs or touch points that, you know, will trigger you to get to the next level of your stress threshold. Um, are you familiar with the term KPIs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. KPIs. You need to have your KPIs, you your key to, performance indi- you uh, indicators. You need your your body's KPIs. Yeah. In terms of identifying when stress is going to go to level five or level six. Yeah. And then you know, let's go for the run now. That's otherwise, what you need. otherwise, yeah. I'm going to get into level six, and then <laughs> then it's going to be spiraling down even worse. You know what? That's actually brilliant. Yeah. That's actually brilliant. I think I'm going to start um, uh, doing that myself actually, because what I do is. Is sometimes like that week you were stressed. Yeah. Identify what, uh, what's what like physical traits you were behaving like. You were you was quite emotional on the phone. Yep. As uh, I was exhausted. I was tired. You was exhausted and tired. I was and irritable. You, and you was yeah. And you was talking faster than normal as well. Yep. 
So they, so that definitely means you needed to uh, resolve it quickly or whatever was, it. and then like what you said, put it in the black zone. Like, yeah, put it in the to, black zone. Yeah. Put, yeah. 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 No, I do like that actually. Yeah. So, so just to kind of uh, 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 wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you are on that path, you know, and I do like that point that you said actually is that even if you are experiencing high levels of anxiety, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you haven't implemented any of this stuff. Yeah then maybe you don't need medication because medication isn't really a great thing. No, that's the last resort. Yeah. Try all of the other alternatives before. I think medication is the last the last point yeah. you should ever go to. I mean, p- particularly things like antidepressants. Yeah, yeah that would be the are, last. Are really bad. Yeah. Uh, like even for people who suffer from, you know, severe, severe depression. Yeah. yeah. You know, antidepressants really don't solve anything. It's more of a Band-Aid solution, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, the ingredients are really bad as well. Mm-hmm. You know, high levels of fluorazine, particular, particularly in Prozac, mm-hmm. is really bad for you. Um, but, uh, you know, putting that to the side, you know, trying these things and working on that identification. So yeah. you want to first and foremost, you want to have your body's KPIs. Yeah, your bod- your emotional, your mental and your physical KPIs yeah. that you know that you're noticing changes in your yeah. behavior. Yeah, yeah. So like you said, if you if you behave a bit more abrupt with your children, yeah, or uh, your partner or anybody or anyone that you, or, or your if work you find colleagues, that your mood is changing. Yeah. Maybe those are signs that you need to go for the run. Yeah. Go yeah. for the run or whatever exercise that you know before you burn out. Before you burn out, yeah. yeah. Or go and compose some music compose or, some music or, or, or paint a picture a yeah or record <laughs> a podcast or paint a picture or yeah. draw something yeah or go photography photography i, yeah. I did that last photography week. is another great one i did that last week yeah i went on a photography Total uh, walk de- yeah because that can when you when you go into the photography zone it's a zone that's it your brain will totally empty you it's won't think about zone. anything yeah. else it's a complete zone yeah and i actually would recommend put your phone off turn your phone off when you're taking pictures yeah uh, because you really just want to be one with your with the world around you, yeah. and and understand that the world around you is your canvas, mm-hmm. you know, and and a painter won't exactly be on the phone while they're painting, will e- they? Exactly, you know. So you're in the zone because you're like when you're composing music, you don't want to be interrupted by twenty phone calls or uh, no, what, exactly. what, WhatsApp updates. Yeah, most of the time I'll just put my phone on silent or yeah. airplane mode or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you want to indicate. Uh, you want to make sure that you are identifying that you're getting stressed. Yeah. And then after that, uh, you want to have an effective way of winding down. Yeah. Have a, from a stressful. Yeah. Event. Have a have like whatever coping mechanisms you need, have them and your plan ready. In t- when you do identify those KPIs, you notice changes. You will go uh, uh, put that plan into action in terms of bringing down. The, the KPIs. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, one one piece of information that I found quite interesting is um, you're familiar with the stress hormone, right? Cortisol. Yeah, cortisol. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for people who don't know, um, you know, there is actually a particular hormone in your body that causes stress mm-hmm. and that's called cortisol and that's yeah. produced by the pituitary gland, I yeah. think, in the yeah. brain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, funny piece of information. There's actually tribes, uh, cannibalistic tribes. That eat that? Um, no. Oh. What, what they do is they, once they kill the, the person and yeah. they eat the person, uh-huh. they extract the uh, cortisol from the pituitary gland, Whoa. concentrate it, yeah. and put it on the ends of darts. My God. And they use that to kill people. To get- <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so cortisol, yeah. in its definition, is a poison. Okay. 
uh, which I I think is quite That's interesting. Yeah. It really makes you look at stress in a different way. Yeah. Uh, so so the hormone that causes stress is, is, a, poison. is, is a poison, actually. Yeah. And your like body lactic dis- acid almost. Uh, yeah, but like on a much yeah greater much scale. much greater scale. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a really good way of driving cortisol out of your receptors, your blood receptors, mm. uh, is working out. That's why working out is so effective. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a uh, uh, good. That good. was a really good one, actually. Yeah, good. We haven't done one of those ones for a long time. We haven't. It's like refreshing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get a track for. Uh, oh for yes, our, for we haven't. People. You haven't played a track for a while as well. It seems. No, you don't know why because we haven't actually recorded our long episodes yes, for a while. That's right. Um, what about the? You didn't give an update on the merchandise. Uh, yeah, you know what? I do have an update for that. So the 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 chaps that we're using, they're called Reborn. Okay. Uh, which are the guys who gave us the sunglasses, if yeah, you remember, yeah. Nyko. Yeah, Nyko. Um, uh, they're having some supply issues right now. Okay. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we've got our designs done now. So it's um, already. We're just waiting for production. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get final samples in from them. So it's gonna be a t-shirt and a cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if those go well, we're gonna go for the hoodie as well. As well later. Okay. Uh, but right now we thought a t-shirt and a cap is a yep. really good way to start the collection. Yeah, just just start like that, basic. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. so I actually don't have my glasses on, so give me a second. Okay, just you, maybe you pick a random one. Okay, yeah. so what we'll do is we will go with... Something for... I Know Your Face Better Than Mine wow. by Tarot. Okay, nice. And uh, just in case anyone uh, doesn't know this, uh-huh. I want to p- put a PSA out there. Um, the reason why we play tracks at the end of our podcast, mm-hmm. um, we love radio. Yep. Uh, you listen to radio very often. Yeah, we're fans of radio. Yep. Uh, but we also love podcasts as well. Yeah. And we thought it was a really good way to be able to integrate our love of music um in the podcasting uh format yeah uh so we partnered up with chill hop records Mm -hmm. and uh, we play their songs at the end of at the end of our podcast so if anyone's interested you know just pop over to chill hop as well and check them out it'll be it'll be it'll be really great if you like if you like the song so but yeah okay enjoy the track yeah take care guys okay guys uh stay curious and stay safe (laughs) have a good one okay take care bye-bye bye